You ready? I, I, I am. You sure? Are you ready? <laughs> Tally? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money. And all things business, Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Well, welcome back first. Oh yeah, welcome. That too. That too. <laughs> welcome Sorry, back. I'm feeling all rushed. Feeling yes, all rushed. Uh, we are going to talk about closing skills, which we debated if we should or not, because uh, people, uh, most people, I think, have a negative connotation about it because they, what was the word you used? People feel what? Manipulated. Manipulated. That's the word. People feel manipulated when they feel close, and I disagree. Yeah, I, I actually really appreciate closers. Like, really appreciate. I do appreciate. too. I do too. But I think it goes back to, as long as your head and heart are in the right spot, and you're not trying to sell people things that they don't, don't need want. Yep. or want or asking for or is a piece of crap or you're ripping them off. Like, yep. there are plenty of services that do not fall into those categories, yep. and people and do people, need a little and help. People that don't fall in those categories, absolutely. And people do need help choosing sometimes and it's in everybody's best interest but what's interesting is the reason um we're starting that way is gosh it's been i don't know five or six years at this point um but it was at the old office was it at the old office nine years man so we taught or josh taught a closing skills class Mm -hmm. and it was posted to a youtube channel and one of our clients that we were actively helping get a mortgage at the time ended up seeing it and was not happy. He was not happy because again, he used the term, uh, you know, so oh, this is how you manipulate people into doing business with you. Yep. Um, so of yep. course we felt horrible. It was just a really, really crappy feeling and yep. took the, you know, took the video down and, you know, have been incredibly hesitant to put any content out that is sales related or closing yep. skills related. But but and I'm done more. being bullied around. Yeah, putting the I'll, I'll tell you the the difference because I, I really feel very strongly about this. That a a good like okay, there's two pieces of the puzzle when we go and the, we'll go into different closing skills. But the first piece of the puzzle, and again going back to the base, start with rule number one, basic assumption. You've asked a lot of questions. You actually know what the client wants. You actually know what the client client doesn't want. You actually want to help them get what they want. So that's yeah. the assumption number one. That's rule number one, right? So from there, the second thing is the concept of speaking somebody's language, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. the reason why certain people feel differently or nasty about 
uh, being closed, that nasty feeling of a, like the sleazy salesman kind mm-hmm. of feeling is not necessarily because it's a sleazy salesman. It's because that salesman was closing the way they like to be closed, not the way that the client likes to be closed, right? right? Yeah. So really understanding some personality profiling there is, is a piece of it, right? And then the last piece of it is, is it's about, I believe, the reframe thinking. It's helping lead people to the finish line, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I do a lot of, you know, professionals loans, doctors and attorneys and mm-hmm. lawyers and or that, attorneys and lawyers, the same thing, right? Uh, <laughs> I do a lot of professional loans though out there. And so I get to see what, uh, what the average transaction is. And it turns out real estate transactions, the commission per transaction for a realtor as an example, because uh, I think this is an area that's lacking for a lot of realtors. Uh, the commission per transaction is literally far more than what a, a attorney might make or a, a doctor Isn't might make per transaction. But I don't find all the time or most of the time the realtors are giving doctor level or attorney or attorney level advice. Right. And like with right. a vengeance and confidence. Right. Like you don't, you're not going right. to find it. Like attorneys and doctors are so committed yep. to the advice that they give. Yeah. Right. Right. Like if you don't do this, you're going to die. Okay. I'll listen. Okay. Right. Yeah. If you don't do this, your ex is going to take 60% of everything instead of 40% of everything. Right. Right. Um, and I just wonder if that comes from, you know, media. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, you know, the craze that went on and is still going on with the HGTV shows and, and all of those mm-hmm. based around real estate. Yep. It kind of makes everybody feel like they're super well educated. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and if they've done it in real estate right? and if they've done it once before, then, yep. you know, the next time they don't need the realtor's advice because they know what they're doing and so on and so forth. But which asterisk there, uh, no one needs any lender or realtor or any professional advice until it goes bad. Mm, mm, Like when it's, when it's all going well, you know, everyone can read a contract and hope that the buyer and seller get along and appraises perfectly and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's when it goes badly that you better have a good realtor, lender, title company, appraiser, surveyor, inspector on your side. Very true. Because no one knows what they don't know till they get spend a lot of money fixing what they don't know. Right. Yeah. So, all this to be said is we are going to re-talk about closing skills because it is important. And I think it can help some people's careers out there in any industry. Um, well, it actually or, avoids people yeah. being manipulated into buying right. things or agreeing to a service that they really right. don't want or need. Well, also, if you know what to look for, mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, this guy's trying to close me, which you will then appreciate or use to your advantage, <laughs> right? Um, True. And I'll tell you a funny story around that because actually that makes me laugh. Uh, there's a guy that uh, I, I've, I've become friends with over the years. He's one of the bigger beer distributors in South Texas. And I remember that the guy came into my office and we were sitting there talking and we're going through, I'm going through my normal process and my normal scripting and my normal presentation and my normal stuff. Right. And, uh, he's, he's got his arms crossed. He's watching me. And so of course I cross my arms and lean back and I'm watching him and you know, he, he gets a little bit louder. I get a little louder. He gets a little softer, a little softer. And then that's uh, called matching and mirroring, matching and mirroring. Right. Right. And then what's funny is that at some point, like I realized that he knew what I was doing and. (laughs) You're like, is he leading me or am I leading him? He realized that I knew what he was doing. (laughs) And so it was kind of like this funny little, uh, like, uh, face off. Yeah. And then we were quiet for probably five, seven minutes, like literally quiet, sitting in silence, waiting for the other person to speak because that's part of, (laughs) it's really a real thing. It's like how? Yeah. And, uh, and finally he looked at me, he's like, Josh, I really like you. You're a really great salesman. I feel like I have to use you. <laughs> Good. Like, that's how you're supposed to feel. Right. right. Um, but like, that's a real thing. You know, that's if you awesome. know what you're looking for, you can see it coming from a mile away and then mm-hmm. you can appreciate it for what it is, or you can use it to your advantage. But either way, it's a good thing to know it what is they a good are, thing. right? 
So And we've already determined that yeah. the sleazy the term ooh sleazy used car salesman or whatever, right? Comes from lack of professional selling skills. Yep. And and lack of interpersonal skills. And that's and when you fall yeah. into like feeling icky about it. But yep. like someone who's skilled at it and practices it and you know is a little intuitive with their clients like yep. it should be a fun should be a fun thing so we're, yep. help, we're helping everyone yep and this will, <laughs> will help every married couple too every dating couple 100%. too closing skills are very important in that arena right especially the longer 100%. you're married the more important you got to work on your closing skills. I mean, <laughs> except for in your marriage you just keep getting worse and chrissy keeps getting better at her closing skills <laughs> that's probably true that's probably true uh, i will not i will not argue that one um so here's where we want to start though because you have to kind of set the, pro, the the point of uh, how people make decisions, right? So we've talked mm. about this quite often. This, uh, so if you are tuning in for the first time this season, really go back and listen to episode one of this of season two, episode two, episode three, all the way four, because these are all skills that the best salespeople use, and they all you know come together at the moment of truth, which is the last episode was you you've identified uh, the the buyer shift, and now it's time to close, right? And one big thing that's lacking when you think about uh, the four parts of a sale, which is an initial contact. So you did all the work, you made all the calls, and you, and you finally set some appointments, finally you are meeting with people, however you did that, by spending money for marketing or, or, interpersonal, or interpersonal skills, right? Mm -hmm. And you finally built rapport, and so people are, are giving you the opportunity to earn their business by, uh, because they like you now and they trust you now, right? Mm -hmm. And yet it's so interesting to me how few people really actually close. It's like you did oh. all this work and energy and effort, and you never were direct enough to say, I want to be your mortgage guy. Right. <laughs> like, like, I want, I really want to work with you. Uh, I want you to, you to be my realtor. Like, I want, I want, right? Like, being really or clear about the closing. the other thing that happens, too, is that they think that they're being super direct. And it's like, no, missed it all. No. Like, I, d I didn't catch that. Just talking in circles because we assume that they understand. So being That's crystal cool. clear with their words is really important. But uh, going back to, like, where do you start here? It's it's the understanding how people make decisions, right? Yeah. So fir first like piece is, is that uh, there's really three ways, right? The people make decisions with their head, their heart, th or their gut. Mm -hmm. So people are thinkers. Uh, not all. Some people are thinkers. The thinkers are looking for logic and reason. They're trying to understand the why behind the why. Uh, they are... Um, uh, really because of the way that they were brought up or because of uh, who they are as people um, or as a person, the reality is, is that they just need to think things through, which is fine, right? So the, what, the, what they need is more information, more right. data. When you don't give them enough information, if you don't give them enough data, what do they think that you're doing? Well, you're hiding something. Of course you are. God forbid, like you're just being well, short and to the point. Well, what's interesting too right. is the ab in the absence of information, we assume the worst. Yeah, worst case conclusion. Worst case conclusion. Exactly right. So, so when you think about these thinkers, right? So, uh, personality-wise, would you say that I am pretty fast and to the point, or would you say that I am like you're slow very, and dry? You're very sloth-like. <laughs> <laughs> You're, that's that's right. the first thing that strikes me is how slow you talk. Right, move. exactly right. <laughs> how slow you talk. Uh, well, that's I have to have a bourbon to slow down. That's why I'm trying to slow down for everyone's benefit today. Um, yes, I think it's safe to say that you are a pretty upbeat fella. Upbeat, fast. <laughs> like, time is valuable, right? Yeah. And not from a, uh, like, I, I don't want to spend quality time with people, right? I do believe, for me, it's more about uh, impactful time, mm -hmm. which doesn't require a lot of time. Like, yeah. Getting to, a point, to. Yeah. getting to the point for me is a very valuable thing, right? Uh, but 
if I'm trying to sell my way to somebody else that needs to slow down, needs the process, right. needs the information, not just what is important, but the other things that maybe you haven't thought about, mm-hmm. where I would think you're wasting my time. We don't. This doesn't apply to me, yeah. but this is what might be information that you might need if that's where that missing link might be, right? right. So, um, so thinkers require more details, more drawn out conversations, more information, right? So how do you, how do you identify a thinker? Like, are they, do they say certain Um, things or is it the questions that they ask? Yeah. Well, I think it's questions that you ask to see how they respond. So a great example would be the first question I ask with every client. So if you're one of my clients, you for sure remember this is, are you excited about the house? Like literally the first question, as soon as I know someone's got a contract, are you excited about the house? Right. Because a thinker will literally reply something along the ways of, well, we'll see how the inspection goes. <laughs> right. I'm not sure yet. I'll believe it when I've got the keys in my hand. Right. right? So they're skeptics, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason I asked that question early on is that, okay, now I know this now person needs like, more yeah. information. So I don't want to skip a step there because mm-hmm. it's important to them. Yeah. And if I help them sell, if I help sell them their way, they're appreciative of it mm-hmm. because they've got what they need to make a decision. Right. So then the second group of people are going to well, be... Well, and I think in this context, mm-hmm. it's important to point out too mm-hmm. that we sell mortgages and yep. people are coming into our office having a house under contract. Yep. They need a mortgage. Yeah. They need a basics. mortgage. Basics. <laughs> basics. They need it. Unless you write a ch- <laughs> check for the entire house, you need a mortgage. Yep. They need a mortgage. And yeah. so we've already established that they're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um we can get them what they need by using some of these yep. closing basics. techniques. Yeah. Basics, <laughs> basics, basics. Yep. So that second group of people is feelers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, God bless them, right? <laughs> uh, you know, my wife is definitely that feeler. Um, the feelers uh, are experiential, Kay. right? So when you think about ex- uh, feelers, typically think and communicate in pictures and stories and songs, right? So... <laughs> Uh, it's the it's the best way to explain it because um, if you uh, this goes back to this group of people will make decisions based on if they like you or not. It doesn't have to make sense or not. Yeah. This group of people. It, how it feels. Yeah. How it feels. I gotta have this house. This is the house for yeah, me. It, it doesn't have to right. make financial sense. It's just I want it. It's Got a it, feeling, yeah. right? Um, and so being really clear about personalizing before you professionalize is super important. This group of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like showing that you care mm-hmm. basics that uh, I think a lot of people are, are that are, are skewed on either the thinker side or the gut side, they tend to get right to the point or all down to business. And that's not, or over explain or, ex- or, or over explain person. Right. We're like, yep. I mean, yeah. And so again, going back to that first question I asked, it's, you know, um, are you excited about the property? Like mm-hmm. the feeler is, is going to be like, Wee! Yes, yes. Yes. I'm super excited. Yes. Well, well, what we, are you excited about? Well, I'm excited. I don't about know. The, <laughs> that right. we put the offer in. No, I, well, I'm so excited. I got accepted. You know, it's, yeah. you know, I'm so excited about uh, swimming in the backyard. This one. one has a pool. My, my kids have already picked out the rooms, right? They're, yeah. they're literally past the sale and, and experiencing and living in colors. And they're very vivid with um, their remarks about why they want this property. Mm-hmm. Um, they start going into explicit detail about the uh, the, the furniture or the layout or the, yeah, the kitchen, the backyard, yeah, the and what's going to be for their family. Yeah. Right. And then of course the rest uh, of people make their decision with their guts and, um, you know, gut people are typically no nonsense decision makers, right? Just give me the facts and give me an option. I'll make a decision, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't take, you know, you blowing air up my skirt on one right. side and it doesn't require you to detail me to death cause I'm tired and, you know, busy. Right. So, 
the the truth well, of you, matters, the idea is that you probably have identified the top two three four most important things mm-hmm. it, to you yep that if those are answered and they're in line with kind of what you were expecting you're good yep you're good exactly it's right. not that you don't want any information but it it's just like here's here's the most important things that i need to know yep and if we're in line we're good if not we're not yep you know it's funny it's uh I, the way i try to explain like explain my decision making when it comes to purchases is uh how i buy cars hmm. right okay. like um i don't know if you know this if you do i apologize for retelling you the story but like literally my last truck i got i drove my old truck in i said i need to talk to the salesperson the salesperson uh-huh. came out and i said I want that new. New. That's what I, I said. I said that, right. this, or better. <laughs> right. I want that new. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, like, I, I want the exact that. same truck. I want Just the exact same color. Born later. I want the <laughs> born, my, the expiration date's a little it's bit later. Little exactly later. right. Um, but literally, he's like, what do you, oh, well, uh, I don't, I was like. I, I don't even know I, what to no. do with you. Right. I'm like, here's my number. <laughs> this is my name. Tell me when you got Write it, it down. Do you need to go inside and pick out it? Like, yeah. Like, does it have GPS? Yes, it does. Like, does it have four-wheel drive? Yes, it does. So, like, get that. Find it wherever in the country. Call me when it's here, and I'll go buy it. I'm, I'm going to come and buy it. He's like, you're serious. I was like, yes, I'm going home. I've got to go to my, sense, my kid's home. soccer like, game. Like, I love this truck. It's yeah. just time for a newer yeah, one. It's, it's just the mileage is too much now. <laughs> right. It's time to trade it in. <laughs> yeah. So, that's literally so how a gut person will make their rivers. decision. But if that guy had tried to sit me down and go <laughs> through the process yeah. and be like, dude, you're not getting it. Like, I'm going to buy that truck. If you can find that Just truck for me, I'll buy it. it. Right. Go find so that, that it's a, that's the starting point that we have to base it off of. Because to me, all closing skills fall into if you correctly identify as this person, a head person, a hard person or a gut person, you know how you should be closing. Now, one thing that is a last piece of this puzzle, I think is super important to understand I really do believe innately we all want to make our decision with our gut. Innately. Yeah. Like innately. Um, and I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like feelers right. and gut kind of, they, it's kind of a, th- it's a, it's a, it's a fine line because I, it, I, being a feeler, I'm also feel like I kind of make my decisions with my gut based on if it's a good feeling or not. Like this feels right. good. Yes, I don't need any more information. Yep. Um, well, it's that's the whole point, and I, I love that you just said it that way because everyone that's listening will now understand. So the reason why you and I are alive is because many of our ancestors ran like hell when they got scared. They literally said, feels bad, some scary monster about go. to eat my ass, I'm running like hell, <laughs> and they're alive. And so they procreated, yeah. and so here we are, right? But that was a gut decision by our ancestors, ancestors, ancestors that kept us alive. Yeah. So the biological determination is we go with our gut. That's why the there are certain times that the hair stands up on the back of your neck and you're like, I, I feel gut. like there's somebody watching me and you're right. Yeah. Right. So if you understand that's how we naturally want to do as we've, you know, over the millennia, over the at least the couple last couple of thousand years anyways, you've got people that have become more. Um, focused on community, right? Mm-hmm. And the well-being of others, not just themselves. So those are the feelers, right? So it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just a thing. Just a thing. So this feeler group is now really uh, um, paying attention to how others are. There's more empathy, more sympathy, more of community. And so that's why you second guess your gut until you feel good about it, mm-hmm. right? On the flip side, there's another segment of the population that their brain's got too damn big, right? So 
as as they uh, with more education with with higher uh, education with reading with knowledge with power yes. of the internet at your fingers it, these yeah, days just you know now you've got all this information and you and those people have the necessity to process all the abundance of the information out there which is why you hear the the thought of paralysis by analysis exactly yeah but what they really want is to be done with the decision mm-hmm. right they just have to process it their way. Right. But if they can get back to their gut decision, they feel really good about it as long as they feel like they have a, a at least a good enough understanding of what they're doing before they make a gut decision. Enough proven all facts and information. Yeah. Want to make a decision with their gut. So Makes if we sense. can guide people to that by helping people with with trust, with relationship, with community, and with more information, more mm-hmm. knowledge, more things that you haven't thought of. Then you can literally say things like, hey, out of curiosity, I know that you're super scared feeling. I know you're super scared about this this process, but what does your gut tell you? Is this the right house for you or not? Like, what does your gut tell you? Yes. I just want to know. Yes. Yeah, yes. So you're able to cover it all. What does your gut tell you? So that would be a, a single big takeaway is mm-hmm. when you hear somebody say, what does your gut tell you? They've identified you correctly as probably being a thinker or a, or a, uh, a head person. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to help you like make yeah. the decision, right? So how do you want to start kind of, because there's a, a thousand books, a thousand speakers about different closing skills. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how many do you want to go through? <clears throat> you want to go through three, ten, or eighteen? I mean, I like, mean, what do you there. Do? I've identified eight. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, assumption, the puppy dog close, the why not close, you deserve it option, list summary, takeaway. What am I missing? There's some of the big ones. Uh, um, I mean, fear close is a is a. Did real I say one. obligation? Obligation. That's obligation. Yeah, that's, yep, that's the first one obligation yeah, yeah fear um triangle for trust is a very important piece of closing yep so let's just kind of go through those and that'll probably be enough for or like time group. frame closing is that kind of tied into fear when it's like you need to make a decision by this day or this deal is offered for this amount it's of a time. form of takeaway close okay. this option is good until midnight right it's i don't like close. that <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people that haven't had the chance to process. I feel like yeah. I feel like it's always available. Well, by the way, guys, if you're paying attention, how many times has Brent said feel? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. So yeah. what do you think she is? Feelers I literally say feel. Feel, feel all the time, right? <laughs> so let's kind of walk through one at a time because I do think that there's natural process. And if you understand these basic eight or nine that we're going to go through, then you'll at least understand the gist of what we're trying to explain and most people only close the way they, they like to close, which means that they're probably closing one way or one two ways, way, yeah. which is why they suck as salespeople. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they suck getting what they want. My daughter, my oldest, Aubrey, mm-hmm. is very good at closing me my way <laughs> and closing, Aubrey, or closing her mother her way. And it's super interesting to see that because do you think that she gets more or less of what she wants because of that? I mean, I feel like she gets, yeah, ab- ab- da- she gets damn she near everything. Yeah. Uh, within reason. She's got it all working she's for got, her. She's she, like the oldest. She's a daughter. <laughs> she's got good closing skills. Dude, like, that's scary. Watch out world. Watch out world. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, first step. First step. Um, we, we said that you've got to ask lots of questions, right? Mm-hmm. We got to identify that the client actually has a need. It's a need that you can fill. It's something that they want. It's something that they need. It's something they can afford, right? So this is for any service or any product out there. A great salesperson is not going to call up and say, hey, I've got these badass knives. You should buy them, <laughs> right? They'll start by saying something like, hey, have you ever cut your finger? Do you well, use I knives? Have. <laughs> well, do you remember what, what you were doing when you cut your finger? Yeah, I was trying to cut an onion. 
when you were trying to cut the onion, why, why was it a cutting? Because it was a little bit dull. Well, you think that you might need sharper knives, right? So uh, the, they're, they're asking lots of questions to assess need first before they start shoving shit down your throat. Right, right. right. And, uh, but this is all part of a professional presentation. It is. And that's and the starting point. It yep. is. And I think, you, you know, thinking about the, the thought of someone calling you and selling you knives without even knowing if you've uh, if you even use knives yeah or you cook like, like you literally eat fast food right and <laughs> why, well why do i need these knives like but that's that is what so many salespeople fall into it's no different than all the exercises of sell me this pen and it's like well it's lightweight it's got this clip it's blue colored ink and it's like i only write in pencil yep like did you even ask if i use pen yep so it's just an interesting it's an interesting thought process. Well, sure. it, it, it just weeds out people quickly. And that's why we talked about in what episode four, the listening skills about being an active listener. It starts with asking a lot of questions so you can hear what they're, so they can tell you how to sell them. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but again, don't think this is negative. Everyone listening. Like if you, if, if a person literally heard you repeated back to you and gave you what you want, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a fantastic thing. It's a thing. fantastic thing. So this is why I'm trying, we're trying to explain like this closing skills are not bad things when done well. Right. Yeah. So, but the point is, is that you have some sort of professional presentation, right? Right. So yeah, there's a professional presentation, which requires consistency of input. Mm -hmm. So let me explain why I'm saying that. Mm -hmm. um, with a very small degree of certainty, I say the same thing, the yeah, same way yeah. to every client for the last 15 years, not because it's a script, but because it makes sure that I follow the process and don't miss anything. Because whenever I miss something, I might miss a client's need. Whenever I miss something, I might not set the proper expectations. Exactly. Whenever I miss something, I might not find out truly what's most important, right? So I literally say- Here's how true this is. Do you remember when I found a core CD that you recorded and it was on, I think your loan application script or something. and it was recorded nine years prior to you finding it. Yes. And I'm like, hot damn. This script literally has not changed. And this was recorded so many years ago. Well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. And I think the reason why I naturally started doing that is because I was taught back in insurance sales, the way that uh, the company Bankers Life would teach a brand new salesperson to say, here's a, a folder and you literally turn the page. And you talk about what's on the page and then you turn the page and then you talk about what's on the page and you turn the page. And that's how they program you to have the same consistent yeah. uh, script for all your clients. And so eventually... Do they give you, you the answers to the objections? It, you literally read them. <laughs> it's the craziest okay, thing. Sidebar. When Phoebe Buffay on Friends gets her sales job and the guy's like, well, I think I want to kill myself. And she's like, is that... <laughs> she's like, that's horrible. <laughs> Looking for what to say in the, in the objection book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't She's see like, it. I, I don't I'm see this. Here's your book. Yep. Literally, there's an answer yep. to everything that anyone will say to you. <laughs> so she's like digging through. Anyways, hilarious. I love it. Friends for life. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So no. you read. No. Read so the pages. the whole point is that yeah, you do you do the you if you're pitching 15 people a, a week every single week for a year or two or three. And you're saying the same thing. Eventually, you don't have to think about the damn book and flipping the pages. You just say it. So when I went into the mortgage industry, um, you know, I figured out the best ways to, to talk to people, say 
you know, make sure I covered things. When I, when I would screw up on an early deal twice, you know, if mm-hmm. the same thing came up twice, I would add a checklist and I'd cover that in the pre- professional presentation. I just don't get away from it. And so um, the, the point is, is that once you get to the end of a professional presentation, if you have actually asked the right questions and listened and there's something to sell, the first close is always the assumption close. The first close for everybody, assuming you had a process. Right. Right, right. So imagine you, we've gone through Q&A together and you're my client or, or, or considering be my client and I answer your questions and are there any other questions and you say no, are you sure there's no other questions and you say no, then my assumption is, is that okay, cool, the next step is we need to get, go ahead and lock in this loan yeah. and move down the road, Let's right? Sign these so the assumption papers. close literally is, is that if there's no more questions to be asked, just go ahead and assume the close right. already happened and, and go and said the next step is sign here. And sign here is whatever that means in any industry, right? right? The next step is we need to go ahead and uh, have you write an earnest money check and make an offer to this, this, uh, mm-hmm. this seller, right? The next step is, you know, we have to get uh, somebody out to your house to, to check your vitals for insurance, right? The next step is, yeah. but the next step is that script is very much about the assumption is we're moving forward because you don't have any other questions. Right. Why because if there be was here? a, right, if you don't have any other questions, then I must have answered them all. Right. So, sure. so that's literally the most important thing for people to do, because if you don't say the next step is, and you sit there in, in awkward silence, <laughs> what do people tend to do? Can I leave? <laughs> right. Can I think about this? I mean, they don't know what I to don't say. Don't know what to do. What they, are we right. doing? And, and we've all been in that situation before. Yeah. Where we're sitting there talking to somebody who's like, "Do you even know what you're doing? You're <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what you just said? Right. Okay. So, um, for the consistency in scripting. So, what if you have a script and you're saying it every other time and you're just not getting great results? Like, what do you do? Um, well, uh, one thing that I used to do is if I, if I was not able to, uh, help somebody with their mortgage, I'd ask him why, like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, really thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, and I understand that you want to go somewhere else. Could you tell me what I, what, what I said or didn't say and just try and learn from it? Like being humble. Yeah. People will tell you like, you think they will it, tell you? I think, uh, not all the time, but a lot of times they will. Yeah. If you, if you, if you approach it from a standpoint of, dude, I totally understand. Like, don't make right. it weird. Like, I'm not mad. Right. I'm not it's, mad. It's, it's literally be better. So for product or service, or otherwise, like, and here, here's why I say that, um, everyone really should assume that, assume that they give a level of service that's equal or better than everyone else out there. Mm-hmm. So if you have that positive mindset that you really believe that and you work really hard to be that person, then you should really assume that they're going to get screwed somewhere else. Right. So if they're going to get screwed somebody else, like we should figure out how to keep them because they're going to get screwed somewhere else. And right? I don't want that for people. I don't right. want that for people. And that goes back, that goes into the, how committed are you to your, yeah. you know, your value. Value product or service. Yeah, for sure. Which is really more talked about in negotiations, negotiations and yeah. stuff. But, um, but yeah, like asking is the answer. Yeah. Uh, surveying clients after a good outcome or a bad outcome is the answer. Like uh, a basic thing, and this is a, a leadership thing, but if you have somebody leave you that quits your company, you should probably call it afterwards after it's cooled off of a day or two right. and say, hey, I am so sorry I failed you. Like, could you tell me what I could have done better? Because you're doomed to repeat it. Doomed you're to repeat doomed it. to repeat Absolutely. it if you don't know. And so that goes back to you're saying the same thing over and over and over. I would argue let's change it. Let's but change we shouldn't it. wing it. Like, let's right. change it. And I think, too, so the idea behind consistency in a script or a, a sales process or whatever is if you say something different to every single person, you have no clue which one 
Why, like, why you got the yeses? Yep. What'd you say that yielded a yes versus yep. what'd you say that Which got you Which is why no's? that we said earlier, the consistent right, input. The, consist- the consistent input is measurable. Yeah. Inconsistent input, which is what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Something different to everybody else. Well, I have no idea why I'm accidentally successful then. Right. 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 And so I think, too, one thing to consider is if you use a new script and it doesn't work once or twice, don't scrap it just yet because there is numbers involved with sales in general. You may have just not had enough conversations yet. Yep. But if you're noticing a theme and it's been several times, switch it up. And then once you and let it write again, let it write again. And then once you find the one that you're starting to tick off some positive results, Keep don't doing it. ever change it. Don't shortcut it. Don't change it. And that goes back to what you said. Like it's not been nine years. I think it's nine years since I recorded that thing. Oh, for yeah, it's been fifteen so years. I say the ago. same thing. Yes. And uh, it, don't change it. It would be really funny because I'm sure some client of mine has probably recorded me at some point illegally, but I'm sure they have. And um, if they came back into the same loan app and they recorded again, they'd be shocked. Like how many jokes are the same? Yeah. Uh, because I just like I think humor is really important to helping people like. <laughs> It's nerve-wracking to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, on a property. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking. So I find humor to be something that's really good. To, um, it's not every day you blow a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, you've heard me say that before? <laughs> oh, weird. And somebody, somebody else is listening right now laughing because I for sure say that. But it's the truth. Like when people say, I'm super stressed out, why? Well, you know, it's a lot of money. It's like, yeah, it's not every day you blow half a million bucks. Right. Of course you're, you know, and yeah. people giggle a little bit. And that's that's the whole point, though. So the, ste- the, the close one, not step one, but close one was... The assumption. Assumption, clo- yes, so for sure. Assumption. The, the assumption clo- close always leads to the second close. Well, really quick, before you move on, though, do you think that there is any specific personality types or decision-making that types that. that work better for the assumption, or is this kind no, of a general so, one that works for So anyone? this is why it's always it's always the first close, because it works for everybody. Yeah, Again, if I've done a presentation, mm-hmm. and I've asked if you have any more questions, and you say, no, I don't have any more questions. Then the assumption is that it's time to rock. Let's yeah. get let's do this. Because the thinker will say, I no, have a lot yeah, of questions. Yeah, the thinker will say, and the feeler will say, no, I'm super nervous. Like, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I need to talk to my dad, yeah. right? Yeah. But so the assumptions always, I love the question because the rest of these do have. They do have a little Except bit for the more. second. The, most of these do have, uh, have personality types tied to it. So yeah. that assumption close, the next piece of this puzzle, asterisk, is you must be prepared for somebody to say no. Yeah, that's another point. part of closing in sales is I don't expect 100% batting average. <laughs> that's not real. Uh, you know, you're a Hall of Famer in baseball if you're at like three, 350. So let's not expect 100. Uh, the point, the reason why I say that is that we're going to miss something. You know, sometimes right. a client will hide something from you. Uh, sometimes uh, that you just didn't ask them enough questions or the right questions or the timing was off or you smelled like there's a lot of reasons or they weren't so comfortable enough weren't to comfortable. say the question like yeah it's like some people literally need to process things for a night like that's mm-hmm. all so yeah. the when when you do the assumption close say hey the next step is blank and they say well the, no you expect the objection like that's normal so when you expect the objection then how you follow up because a objection is not a no. It's not a no. It's just not a yes now. We're just not there yet. You're not there yet. Hold on. Hold yeah. your horses, kiddo. Like right. let's ask a few more. You know, a few more things. Like oh, I'm so glad, because the second close is what we refer to as the why not close, mm-hmm. and the why not close very simply is, if if you got the point of an assumption and they literally didn't say yes, then you had to have missed something. That's got to be the right, the frame of mind of a like, salesperson that gives a shit. Yeah, like what do you mean? Is like. Okay, I'm so sorry. I clearly missed something. So the way I approach that is 
hey, listen, I totally understand. Like, I must have missed something. What is your concern or what question have I not covered yet? Because yeah. even though I asked you three seconds ago, you didn't tell me. But I was at the point of sale and you said no. And so I must have missed something. So right. what else do you need? And you have to like dig and prod sometimes. You, and yeah. sometimes there's nothing you can say or do. But if you don't ask the why not, then you don't have that last chance to uncover the thing that you clearly missed up front. Right. Yeah. And they'll sometimes tell you, it's like, oh, I don't know why. Like, you I know, don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, this is this idea just popped into my head and. I think it can be used to also properly identify your prospects and where they are in the buying process. Um, There's a lot of times, especially, I don't know, let's take a a married couple um, that's making a purchase together. One could be very much ready to make the purchase and the other person is sitting there because they led the way and set the appointment. But at the end of the day, they both have to be on board or the sale is not going to happen, especially with bigger things like probably more than likely it's not going to happen. So if you can, if you go to the assumption close, they say no, you're like, why not? They don't really know. There's a part of it that could be that they are not at the buying point which is a good thing to understand from the sales process because not all leads are should be treated the same as far as hotness and priority level goes. Yep. So that could mean they're they're like three months out now. Yep. You know, and so that's a different follow up plan. That's a yep. different marketing plan. Yep. So that's a great point. so it's really there's so much to to learn and understand from being able to to say tell me what I missed. Like yep. where, where, are, where are we actually at yep. and read the discomfort? Because yep. I know like as a, as, as Randy's wife, if he was really jazzed about something and I just really wasn't, it would be hard for me to sit in front of a stranger and say, well, I don't even want this homeboy. I'm here for him. Like that wouldn't happen. Right. Right. <laughs> so, That's such an interesting point. It's like, you yeah. Gotta. And, and another piece uh, of this is like, some of you guys are hearing me say, like literally say, why not? I'm not saying why not. Good point. I'm saying yeah. in my mind, that's the question I've got to answer. Like, why wouldn't they buy this? So right. the, the way you might frame that or the way I frame it is simply like, I'm so sorry. I must've missed something. What other questions do you have? Mm-hmm. Like put them right back on the spot. Right. Because, uh, not because you're trying to force something. It's like you it, showed it for a reason. Going back to the thought process. In this like, case, you're here to buy a, right. a mortgage. You have or, a contract or, on a house. You right. need money to right. do that. So, so yeah. you're so right. But but don't overthink the words I use. The mm-hmm. words I use are the personality choices I, I have for yeah. myself, right? But the, it's really what are you asking yourself to help you process through it to help the client. Right. So the the why not is what am I missing? And so how you approach that, you can figure it out on your own, but you got to literally go back to why not? Why, 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 why wouldn't would you? you, right? Yes. And the only other, the other thing I want to add about assumption closes is a lot of the assumption can be um, framed in, uh, framed out before they actually get into your office or you're face-to-face with them yep. by laying out what they can expect. So yep. the first thing when you, you know, the, the very next step is we're going to walk through your house. The second step is you're going to tell me what you love about it, what you don't. The third step is blah, 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 whatever. Last step is we're going to sign paperwork. Yep, that's exactly right. So you tell them that ahead of time. So now they might be more comfortable and prepared to give you the objections because you've already told them, like, we're signing. A great example for real estate is I hear realtors talk about this all the time. They'll say, hey, listen, um, 
So tomorrow we're going to go ahead and show the five properties. Make sure you bring your checkbook. because if Love we, that. Because if you find a property you really like and in this environment, you need to make an offer on the spot. Yeah. That requires two checks, an earnest money check and an option money check. So the earnest money check will be 1% of the value of your property at least. Option might be, yeah, you know, 1.1%. Uh, because we're right now. But make sure you bring, yeah, bring bring your checkbook and be and bring a good mood because we're going to go buy a house tomorrow. Right? Absolutely. And that that is setting the proper expectations you're talking about because then when what the average first-time home buyer will do is when they leave a property, like, okay, I kind of think I like this. Like, let's go talk about this. It's like, no, no, no. Like, if you like this in this environment, you need to make an offer. Right. But if you told them up front, if you find out you really like, you need to make an offer, have a checkbook ready, ready to go. then it helps out everybody. Absolutely. Like, who else, like, especially, think from a customer service perspective. If you drove halfway across the city and uh, to meet me to sh- look at this property, and then I said, hey, we didn't make an offer. Uh, you write a check, well, my checkbook's at home. <laughs> I'd be like. Like, like <laughs> you could have told me, I mean, I've got an hour and a half round trip drive now. <laughs> Jackass, right? So don't so over, true. don't overthink that it's a like a pressure thing. It's like, dude, don't look like an idiot. Either. Don't look like, like an idiot. Like this is oh what yeah. you would need. Okay. <laughs> and on on that note, my whiskey is dry. Okay. So I need I I know we need to take a real short commercial break. Okay. But um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this so far. We're gonna drag this uh, closing skills out into a couple episodes because there's a lot to it. So, so how do you want to go ahead and uh, wrap this up before a commercial break? Yeah. So I think, you know, we talked about the assumption and we talked about the why not and Mm -hmm. also the ways that people make decisions. Mm -hmm. And so let's stop there and make sure you continue listening to the next episode because we'll unroll, unroll, unravel, 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 um, all the others or at least a few of the other. Yeah. We're going to go by personalities because it's going to take a little more time than we have today. So we're going to go personality by personality and, and how you can help people make decisions uh, next time on Segment Sense, but uh, we'd love to hear from you and thank you for participating and asking more questions and you can reach out to us. Yes, you can email us at SigmundSense at gmail.com um, and thank you guys for all the support. Like We are getting more feedback and comments yep. now than ever, ever, which is really cool. Yep. So continue sharing the content that you like with the people you love. Um, we appreciate y'all so yep. much. So. Until next time on Segment Sense. Bye-bye.